time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So wake me up Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is Saturday Morning Coffee for Saturday, August 13, 2022, 708 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on the program. I'm, of course, Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis & Boyd. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the big show at Saturday Morning Coffee. We invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee, and join us as we talk about the news, current events. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> we talk about a lot. There's a lot going on in the world, folks, and, and we've got a lot to talk about uh, this morning here on Saturday Morning Coffee. So much uh, to think about, reflect on, but here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we are all about a few things. Limited government. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it, what a concept, folks. <laughs> Limited government. Limited government. Um, just think about this, folks. When they hire 87,000 IRS agents um, with your money, those folks cannot be uh, doing anything constructive because they're now part of a permanent force whose life raison d'etre it is uh, to make your lives more difficult and more oppressed so think about that we're all about a few things here at saturday morning coffee limited government lower taxes all the things that mean more freedom more freedom for you more freedom for me more freedom for our families more freedom for all of us who are we the people we've got a country to save folks and it starts right here in the studio so we invite you to join us uh, this morning, as we unpack the events of a very tumultuous week, joined here in the studio, as always, by the mellifluous and dulcet sounds. Dulcet sounds. Dulcets. I learned a new word this week. And the meaning of that word, sir? Well, it's kind of similar to mellifluous. Actually, okay. I was actually on the Tim McGinnis program, or actually will be on the Tim McGinnis program okay, this, this week. this morning at 10. This yeah. morning at 10, coming up. And and uh, Tim, in speaking of me and my radio persona spoke of my dulcet voice. Okay, so I didn't actually. I don't. You, you, you've hit. You, you've hit me with a, yeah. a, a a side curve here. I did. I, I didn't expect a request for. An, I don't have an actual definition, but it is a similar. You know. Okay. All right. Easy going, easy on the ears, dulcet. You know, kind of mellow. Yeah. Well, we'll look it up. We, well, we've got we've got, a, we've got the interwebs. You're here. sharp as a tack, even though you showed up in your pajamas this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's a whole other story. That's a new segment here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Is the show that we almost missed. Call it Pillow morning. Talk. Yeah, Pillow <laughs> Talk here on Saturday Morning Coffee. But Tim described my voice as dulcet, and I thought, well, that's okay. very similar, uh, Tim, to the word that I love. Another big word that I love to use, which is uh, mellifluous. And uh, so we laughed about that. But the mellifluous and dulcet tones of producer extraordinaire, Dr. Glenn Dye. So, Dr. Dye, how are you doing this morning, sir? I'm, I'm doing pretty good this morning, Brees. Thank you. That's great. You yeah. you probably had a more organized morning than I had. So what's... Um, I did, actually. Uh, you know, the Mercedes meteor, meteor shower is uh, peak, peaked last night. Oh, wow. This morning. Did you catch uh, that? Well, uh, this morning it was very cloudy, but I did go out last night. The moon uh, was up, say, over Carolina Forest, but hadn't made it over the trees for me yet. 
and I saw one of the most spectacular meteors that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, really? It went from one end of the sky to the other. It was wow. bright. You know, it was white. It seemed to be almost slow moving uh, compared to other meteors that I've seen. Um, and and I guess the last big one that I saw was an emerald green, uh, which was spectacular. But last night when I saw it, I was like, wow. And I'd actually heard that if you want to catch some of the, the meteor shower, that going out early before the full moon comes up is a much better idea. You can catch some early ones, they call. But this morning it was cloudy. The moon was still bright. And I didn't see anything this morning at yeah, four thirty. Now, when you look at these meteors, do you just naked eye, or do you yeah, have a naked eye? You just naked lay eye. your head back and look up. You really, know? especially with the, this particular meteor shower, it, they can come from anywhere. Uh, but wow. like I say, that one last night, I actually made a wish, and you always well, there's something that kind of turns in my head when I see one yeah. that you know who who just sent that, or you know why did I see that? Um, you know, I kind of put together. Was it an act of, did God want me to see that? Or yeah. did my my mother that passed away want to see that? Or what, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, it could be um, uh, poop from the International Space Station. Oh, yeah, you know, just they burn debris. That, they burn that up in the atmosphere. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah, if you ever see a shooting star, it could be. Uh, it could be burning poop. Yes, it could be. That's, 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 <laughs> that's been, that's been freeze-dried. International poop that's been freeze-dried. It's, it's been freeze-dried because it's been... Um, uh, you know, exposed to the vacuum of space, and then once that container fills up enough, then they just shoot it out and let it burn up in the atmosphere. That is hilarious. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, well, you know, I love space and all that. You're so. a space guy, so now, Glenn, I'm going to ask you a question. It's mm-hmm. deeply personal. It's going to reveal a lot about you when you see these meteors and make a wish. Does the does the Disney song play in your head? No, um, no, it never has. It never has. When you wish upon a star. <laughs> That, that there are a few are. questions you can ask that are very revealing. Yeah. That's one of them. You know, and Ed uh, Piotrowski, he posts uh, pictures of Saturn the other night. He yeah. posted uh, po- pictures of Jupiter. So we there are stargazers here oh, in, the, yeah, no, in absolutely. the neighborhood, and we're in a perfect place. We I are. Think, I think one of my uh, bucket list things is to go down Polly's Island and photograph the Milky Way because I've never done that. Yeah. And now, I, what is what is so neat about photographing the milky way from Polly's is it just uh, away just, from the lights yeah it's so dark down there and, it, yeah. and your exposure is going to be long oh wow and i I, yeah. I find it fascinating that people get these spectacular pictures of the milky way yeah yeah that's very interesting i, I look at those pictures I, I would love to chat with you more about that because that's a fast we could do a little show on ast- astral photography yeah I've, I've actually got a telescope in the old yeah. days i hooked my 35 millimeter camera up to it with a bulb so i wouldn't shake the yeah. telescope and i took pictures of saturn the moon Jupiter, oh that's awesome that's like great that. yeah I, I actually got the kids out when the kids were younger we got a small telescope got out in the backyard and we looked at the moon and all the craters and it's really fascinating stuff yeah so so, uh, well, that's great. Your your morning was probably better than mine, Glenn. I shot out of bed this morning at uh, 10 till 6, which wow. folks may not realize just how late that is yeah. uh, for us uh, Saturday morning, the Saturday morning coffee crew. <laughs> that pretty- is extremely late for the Saturday, because I, I had laid down, we had gone to bed, uh, I was just exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I had, and, and, and my wife said, uh, we'd come in, we'd had dinner. Uh, I had to run to the church to check on my son, who was in the midst of a uh, lock-in at the church with the youth. Okay. And uh, a, so, good, a good lock-in. A good lock-in, okay. yeah. No, no, consensual, fully okay. consensual uh, activity for kids. Um, we went, went to, to check on my son, and and then I came home, and I was just exhausted. Long week, and it was late. I was just, I needed a, a, a few minutes 
rest. So I said, Lisa, don't you have some show prep to do? I'm like, yes, I do. And she's giving me a hard time about putting it off until the night before. Uh, standard wife stuff. And I lay down for a few minutes thinking that I was laying down for a few minutes. The next thing I know, I, um, you know how when you wake, you, you both wake up and jump three feet out of bed all in one motion. I mean, all at one time at the same split second. You wake up and you're three feet off the bed all at one time. It was a quite an experience. A few uh, comments from my wife for that one, but nonetheless, uh, Tyndall sick. So you you getting you're getting re- fresh off the press uh, in the literally the shirt that I slept in. See, so, I, I was up at four fifteen. I've had a shower. Yeah, yeah. You're been, you're fresh. You're great, refreshed. Yeah. yeah, you're 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 refreshed. You're 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 pressly. You're fresh, freshly pressed, ready to go. Yeah, I'm gonna play golf today. It's gonna be a great day. Oh, awesome. Where are you playing? Uh, world world golf. Oh, cool. Yeah. We got a great show coming up for you, folks. A lot to talk about here on Saturday morning coffee. We're going to be joined uh, on the show by we got a couple of great guests. Van Hip, our own uh, Van Hip, is joining us. Van is the author of the New Terrorism. He's going to be joining us uh, here in the studio to talk about uh, military readiness and how we are perhaps not prepared for the for the fights that we are picking worldwide. Mm-hmm. Talk about problems with recruitment and all the things happening uh, with the Defense Department at present. Not all good. We're also going to be joined by EJ and Tony. EJ is with the Heritage Foundation. He's going to be talking to us about these disastrous inflation numbers, how they continue to be bad, and how the administration is simply lying about them. And, of course, Mar-a-Lago. A few other things happened this week that might merit some discussion. A lot to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee. All that and more. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. School is back in session as our thanks to local school teachers were kicking off the school year with a giveaway. Hi, this is Stephanie Sisson with the Greg Sisson team, brokered by EXP Realty. We would like to donate 15 $100 gift cards to our local school teachers. We are so grateful for our teachers. They help to educate and shape our children with their caring way. The Greg Sisson team wants to show our thanks, and we need your help. We want you to nominate your favorite Ori or Georgetown County teachers by following the Greg Sisson team Facebook page and commenting up to three of your favorite teachers on the giveaway post and sharing the post. The contest will end Monday, August 22nd, and we'll announce the winners on Tuesday, August 23rd. So remember, go to our Facebook page. That's where it all happens. I'm Stephanie Sisson with the Greg Sisson team. Look for us on Facebook, the Greg Sisson team. Liz Calloway here for Conway Ford, your hometown dealership and winner of the 2021 Ford President's Award. To earn the President's Award, dealerships must exceed customer expectations in every department. And that's exactly what we do at Conway Ford. Whether you're buying a vehicle, getting one serviced, or just doing some window shopping, we want your experience to be a memorable one. Our buying experience is better than our competitors. We guarantee it. For the best buying experience, take the short drive to Conway Ford and let us exceed your expectations. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. 
In a cave below the ground, way down, it's cold and it's dark. But it knows his way around, and the mazes of the underground are no match for him. But it looks just like a traveler who hasn't showered in a while and been living in the ground. Milo is your best friend. He's your second cousin. All roads lead to he's a rising sun. Milo is a long, long way from home yet. Milo is a name you won't forget. Milo, I haven't met. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. 721 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on the show. Quite a few of you already checking in this morning on the Mobile Outfitters, PCRX, PCRX Computers, computers text com line. text line. Did I get that backwards? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll get it. We'll get uh, the, y'all change things up on me too quickly. And but, they provide uh, the world's best protection for your mobile device. The world's best protection for yes. your mobile you device. Your, you can beat your, your phone with a hammer. It's not going to break. I need to get my daughter Leela in touch with the guys over at PCRX because we got her a new iPhone 13 Glenn. oh yeah protect it protect we gave it. her a hard time about yeah. the fact that she had literally destroyed her prior mm-hmm. iPhone well, and, and, and my her, her brother's phone my phone all purchased on the same day all look pristine her phone looks like you ran it through a blender. Well, if you go down to uh, PCR's computers in downtown Conway, right there on Main Street. But wait, it, it gets better, Glenn. Oh, okay. It gets better. It's got a 20-foot <laughs> drop test on asphalt. Might be, might be a little late. So she, so we buy a case for the phone. This is like a week ago, two weeks oh. ago. We buy a case for the phone. One, one exactly the case I would have picked, but it looked to me to be a substantial case. Okay. So this is a good story for Mobile Outfitters. She calls me this week. She's like, Dad, you're not going to believe this. And I'm like, what? And I said, uh, she said, uh, crack the screen on my iPhone. And I'm like, what? How did you do that? She was in the kitchen doing, I'm no doubt, shooting a TikTok. Uh, That's, you know, if you're living, breathing, and your heart is beating, then by definition, you're also filming a TikTok. Okay. That's, the, that's, the, that's the new standard. And so the screen is cracked. So we're, we've got to, we've got to figure out a workaround if we're going to, if we're, I mean, obviously it's less than two weeks old, we're still under warranty, but yeah. I don't think warranty covers droppage, but we've got the Apple care. So we got to sort all that out, but I think we're going to need a new case. Yeah. So, and, and Ryan's, uh, Ryan's case, it is truly the world's best protection. He's the only person in the state that has this, uh, and he'll do it right in front of you there. It's cut out right in front of you. It takes just minutes. But the good thing is there's a lifetime guarantee on it, and I've seen the 20-foot drop test where they take a phone and throw it 20 and, feet in the yeah. air and let it hit the concrete and it doesn't break. I think that's, what we, yeah, I think I think that's, that's what, what we need. Yeah, that's what you need, too. I think we need an energy field, something in an app that will generate an energy field well, around the phone. And then once you come Shields up with that, up, yeah, then we can, alert. yeah, then we could have you know flying objects that yeah, yeah. with that I, energy I, field that you yeah, just developed. I just it's unbelievable it's insane but yeah we uh we are had a, a good laugh about that so uh, if you want to have uh if you want to have a um, a phone that doesn't last give it to certain of my family members and she'll take care of it for you i want to speaking of family members i i want to i want to make uh, this personal statement glenn as you know we've been going through a lot with my mom right we had a couple of shows we couldn't do and she's not doing well and i've gotten so many messages texts kind notes from listeners on the show it's been just a real blessing you guys are a great blessing to us we appreciate y'all bearing with us on saturdays when we're not here but also even more we appreciate the 
the kind words, the text, the words of support. Uh, Liz said a few things about it on the radio. We just appreciate all the prayers, all the stuff that we've been going through. Not easy, but prayers help. Prayers yeah. make all the difference yep. in the world. We appreciate those very much. So thank you all so much from bottom of my heart. And speaking of troubling things, we're just kind of rambling here, but we'll just check a few things off the list. You know, we had a, a sad week. Uh, we lost Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Uh, we lost Roger Mosley. You remember, remember Roger? Roger was the, an actor. He was, uh, he played TC in Magnum P.I. Oh, okay. The Chopper pilot. Right. Okay. One of my childhood heroes. Right. He was uh, just a great actor. And it just in, in all appearances and from the reading that I did this week about him, just a great family guy, leaves a great family. One of the guys that did not get sucked into the weird world that is Hollywood, the liberal nut, nut job politics that uh, are so pervasive in Hollywood. Just a great guy. We lost him. We also lost this week uh, David McCullough. Many of you know David uh, McCullough. Uh, he's an author, historian, and he is the voice on the Ken Burns uh, special about the Civil War and other narratives. He has been described as the voice of uh, the voice of American history. He's that he's that guy. It sounds like your granddad. Speaking of mellifluous voice, voices, yeah. but uh, David McCullough, American historian, Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient, dies at age eighty-nine. Best-selling author, beloved American historian and Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient David McCullough died on Sunday at the age of 89. This from Fox News. His daughter, Dory Lawson, confirmed that her father passed away at his home in Hingham, a town in the greater Boston metropolitan area. I know Hingham well. I lived in Boston and would catch a ferry from Hingham into the financial district in Boston when I lived there. So uh, Hingham, I did not realize that David McCullough was in Hingham. But, uh, yeah, it's a, a little seaside community there just south of Boston um, on the bay going out towards the Cape. But uh, McCullough was awarded Pulitzer Prizes for his presidential for his two presidential biographies, uh, Truman and Adams. I didn't really. Did you read Truman? Did you ever remember reading any of his works? Uh, well, wrote going Truman, years. Adams. Interesting thing about Adams. Uh, I wrote Adams was the first uh, piece. Uh, piece. It was a long novel. Interestingly enough, he set out to write a book about Adams and Jefferson and the okay. interplay between the two of them. Famous, you know, relationship. They both died on July 4th within a few minutes or a few hours of each other, uh, 50 years after the signing of the Declaration of, of, of Independence to the day. And it quite a, and it was funny. I, I actually once had the opportunity to hear McCullough speak in uh, Washington at an event that we were, it was um, an event being hosted by the firm that I was working for at the time. And he just, a, he's a great speaker. Obviously, you, if you remember him from the Civil War series, other Ken Burns specials, uh, he's just a great, but he started to write that book about Adams and Jefferson. Right. And as he wrote the book, he found that he liked Jefferson less and less. <laughs> he liked Adams more, more and more. And more yeah. So he wound up writing a book that was exclusively about Adams. If you haven't read Adams, it's a great book. He also wrote a book called uh, 1776. Really good story about the founding of uh, of the country. And what else did he write? Oh, he wrote a book, The Wright Brothers. Great story okay. about the Wright Brothers. I read that one. But, you know, the funny thing is, it, this kind of, it, for those of you who uh, caught the discussion last week with um, with Kate Cannon, 
Remember Kate mm-hmm. yeah. from Christian Academy. Yep. Kate is now head of school at Christian Academy, and she's a former history teacher. I'm not sure. She may actually still teach every now and again, but she was a history teacher. Now she's head of school. But we were talking about the way history gets taught, and we've, we were talking about uh, sort of patriotic histories versus uh, the nut job histories that some of our kids are being taught, like Howard Zinn, People's History mm-hmm. of the United States, uh, that kind of nonsense that some schools are, are filling our young children's mush brains with. And we were talking about, but McCullough is, it reminded me when I read about McCullough's passing reminded me of my discussion with Kate here on the program because the way McCullough writes history is the way history should be taught, right? right? If you read 1776, you don't get a, some would might try to argue you get a stilted view of things, but you get a very uplifting view of the country. The country is not without its faults, Glenn. Right. Country is not perfect. We're, we're a country full each and every one of us is a sinner in the sign in, in the sight of a holy God. Right. None of us are really, at the end of the day, anything worth bragging about right. yeah. on that on that yeah. level yeah. from that perspective. Right. right. But having said that, we are still the greatest country on earth, and it's not even a close race, Glenn. Well, <laughs> where else? Where else in the in, in the world in the history of mankind have people been lifted up out of poverty, lifted up into economic uh, prosperity? and lifted up in personal liberty and freedom on a scale that even remotely equates to what's happened in this country. I mean, just come on, come on. Let's, yeah. Give me an example. Yeah. France? <laughs> Poland? I mean, no. I mean, there's not, there's not even a close second. I mean, if you really want to get down to it. Right. So America is a country worth celebrating. Yeah. You read 1776, you realize how blessed we, I mean, not only you, how blessed we are, but what it was a, a, a divine moment where, where events came together and, 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 and created this great country that we now know and love and have been blessed to be born into. Now, now some would argue it's sort of secretly been turned into Venezuela. Mm-hmm by the administrative state while we weren't looking. There's a whole nother discussion there. We'll get to that. But to read McCullough is to be uplifted. The way he writes history is the way that history should be taught. So his passing is worth noting. He will be deeply missed. If you haven't read the story on the Wright brothers, read it. If you haven't read Adams, read it. Uh, If you haven't read 1776, not quite as good as the other two, but it's worth reading. Uh, But David McCullough passed uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom winner, Pulitzer Prize winning historian, and truly great American. Great loss. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he will be missed. And so. if you don't like to read, do take in uh, HBO's production of John Adams. Excellent series. Was that good? Oh, my gosh. What a great series. I couldn't couldn't pull away from it. I did not, well, I did not catch yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. A great so, series. He was, a, he, speaking of great Americans, John Adams, we we're truly, I mean, another uh, person that God richly blessed us by putting yeah. him on the scene. Yeah. At the time to to be involved, folks. It's uh, but he will be missed, uh, David McCullough. Folks, it's Saturday morning coffee. After these words from our sponsors, we'll be right back with more. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Die. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk ninety four point five. 
Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday Morning Coffee. But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you from business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be, give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis and Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.36 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on the big show. I want to invite you guys to join in on the show. Join in the discussion. We'd love to hear from you. Call-in number, as always, 843-903-2945. You can also text your comments to us at 843-798-TALK. That is 843-798-8255. For those of you who don't have buttons with letters on them those of you who are technically challenged 843-798-TALK you can tweet your comments to me at Reese Boyd is the Twitter handle also email your comments ReeseBoydSMC at gmail.com is the email address for the show and for those of you who like to have a colloquy during more normal civilized hours you can call me at the offices of davis and boyd davis and boyd attorneys at law is the day job the number there at the firm is 843-839-9800 always love to hear from you guys Uh, great chatting with you uh, whether it's here on the air or at the offices monday through friday at the day job and of course if we can ever help you with any of your personal or business legal needs at uh, davis and boyd love to hear from you but the only thing we don't do is uh, family court and criminal court i stay out of those two places but otherwise we either i can help you or we have people in the building who can help you so we'd love to hear from you at davis and boyd if we can be of assistance uh, to you a uh, lot and also want to remind you guys if you happen to miss a show saturday morning coffee is available as a podcast so look into your apple CarPlay or google podcast app wherever you listen to your podcast spotify 
basically anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Talk I think. 945 Talk, website. Yes, you can get it through the Talk 945 website. Wherever you listen to your podcast, search for Saturday Morning Coffee. Look for the familiar red and blue coffee cup logo and uh, click listen now or even better, click subscribe. Speaking of coffee, Glenn, want to give away some One Nation coffee today. Okay. So we're going to be giving some One Nation coffee away on the program. As you guys know, we've been talking about One Nation coffee here lately. And um, and going to give away some of that today here on the show. A lot to uh, get to here on the program. Wanted to talk about the elephant in the room we haven't quite gotten to yet. We were talking earlier about what a great country we live in. But then sometimes you wake up and you think, well, maybe it's actually Venezuela. And I thought it was the United States of America. But what we actually live in is a banana republic. And we had one of those moments this week. And it's a continuing moment this week. We all were surprised, shocked, saddened to learn Monday that that the president's summer White House in Florida, in Palm Beach, had been raided by 30 federal, 30-plus federal agents who were there for nine and a half hours pre-dawn raid. What is it about pre-dawn raids in the uh, FBI? Do they just like seeing people in their underwear? Well, and, you know, who who called CNN or who called the news also yeah. to tip, you know, just like... They, uh, I mean, they like dragging Roger Stone out Roger Stone, in right, the dark. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they enjoy that. They must. I don't know. I mean, they must. I mean, they're going to tell me there's some security reason. Oh, we like to get people who are asleep because yeah. people who are asleep yeah. generally don't shoot back. I mean, I get that. I mean, you're going into Mar-a-Lago. Who's going to shoot back? Yeah, who's going to shoot back? I mean, quite honestly, with the, well, that's an interesting question, Glenn, because here at Mar-a-Lago, now I have read that they did not alert local authorities, which they would traditionally do, right? Mm-hmm. It was when, the Washington office that conducted the search, right? Yeah. They traveled from from Washington to Florida. As I as I understand, local? as I understand, it was a it was a big operation. Mm-hmm. As I understand, folks, and I've read some things about the FBI this week that are deeply troubling. But as I understand, the Washington field office is essentially, and I've known personnel from. I lived in Washington for a while. I yep. knew personnel in that office. As I have come to understand it this week i think the washington field office kind of operates as something unto itself they consider themselves to be their own little gig i was and i had some people who were explaining to me a couple of years ago about an operation they were involved in they fly in they literally they land in the dark it's a c-130 they come in hot they land on the tarmac they roll out it's like a military operation they go get who they want they don't know they sometimes don't involve local law enforcement because they don't want people to be tipped off um but apparently in this instance, the uh, local authorities were not ident- uh, uh, alerted. But we also have the situation where Mar-a-Lago is the home of a former president. You've mm-hmm. got Secret Service. You've got federal agents with high-powered weapons, mm-hmm. sidearms and, and bigger weapons uh, at their disposal, whose job it is to protect the president. Right. And then you've got other federal agents— FBI agents from the Washington field office or wherever they were from coming into Mar-a-Lago to ostensibly execute a search warrant. Right. Conduct a raid. Let's call it what it was. Well, Conduct it was a raid. raid. And, and yeah, the, the other news wants to call it a search, you know, a search. Um, but quite honestly. A property checklist. And, and, you know, they're blaming Trump for letting the world know that he was raided, that, you know, they did it in the in the early dawn, early morning hours. Nobody would have known. But you see, Are you kidding that, me? That it, it was Trump that that yeah. d- spilled the beans. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and and we'll, I've got Merrick Garland here queued up. We'll listen to his idiotic comments. And and all, I can only say, Glenn, 
when you realize that but but you're right Merrick Garland said well given the president's public comments and right. disclosure on right. these events okay when the attorney general of the United States of America says something so categorically idiotic as that you know that whatever else comes out of his mouth has zero credibility <laughs> Because you know there's only two possibilities. Either he is so incredibly stupid he doesn't need to be in charge of his own financial affairs, much less Attorney General of the United States, or he thinks you're that incredibly stupid, or he's just simply lying to you. But in any of those three cases, you don't need to be listening. What he says doesn't matter. Well, in, in the sense of urgency, that's what I'm concerned about is, you know, this was something that might have been able to have been worked out during the day. You know, with their attorneys, which Absolutely. I understand they were, we're well, hearing that they were working with in them. In point but. of fact, in point of fact, they were working it out. And from the perspective of Trump's lawyers, this essentially, this essentially was a document sequester, a document seizure, mm-hmm. right? If you believe the search warrant, and and according to Trump's team, and there's a great piece in the in the Daily uh, Mail, UK, for some of the best reporting about what happens in the U.S., unfortunately, uh, comes from the Daily Mail in the U.K. But there was a meeting at Mar-a-Lago in June when Trump's people, including Trump, met with representatives of the FBI who were there on behalf of the National Archives and said, look, whatever you want, you, you've got access to all of this. And presu- presumably, I it's my understanding, I haven't seen this officially confirmed from any member of Trump's team, what are, if they had wanted to seize things or take certain items, they would have been they would have been able to take those things. Their only comment, but they were given access to all the documents that are in question here. Right. All the documents stored at Mar-a-Lago. And their instruction, uh, their only advice to Trump following that meeting was to add additional security, to add additional locks right. Right. on the door to the room in the basement where the documents were stored. Right. That was the last they heard on the subject until FBI agents showed up at the door at Mar-a-Lago and said, hey, we're here to raid the joint. Yeah. So what gives? And, and the other thing, too, Glenn, that is just absurd is the fact that is, it's well established in the law. The president has the right to declassify uh, any any records of his administration that he wants to declassify, he is the he is the ultimate authority in classification. So if the president says these records are declassified, they're not top secret. It doesn't matter what anybody else. Well, says. as long as that was done while he was in office, because once he left office, he did not have that power anymore. Oh, that's true. It's that's very much true. But right. it's my it's my understanding that he declassified certain records including everything that was taken to mar-a-lago now that's my understanding i i some of this obviously is a moving story we're going to have to continue to follow these issues my understanding at present is that all the records that were sent to mar-a-lago he declassified okay by definition makes sense and maybe for the presidential library coming down the road what have you like what obama took over a million pages yeah uh we're still missing thirty thousand emails from somebody that never got raided that uh, never got stored taken them on their own never server. got accounted for i mean 
Never it, got inquired about. No just, reasonable, no, come on, Glenn, no reasonable prosecutor would have prosecuted that. It, it seems that it's slanted, and and, and what the yeah, left think. are going to say, what the left are going to say, or probably are saying already, is, you know, uh, our news, what we're saying is, this has never happened in the history of the United States of America. Well, the left is going to say, January 6th is never happened, you know, in the history of America. I think, I think and, what happened on Monday... If you really want to get down to it, what happened on Monday is far more treacherous and far more dangerous to the Constitution than anything that happened on January 6th. And you think it was fishing? I think I think I don't even think there was a rational, clear, articulated purpose. I don't even think they know what they were doing. They have one mission, Glenn. They have one mission and one mission only, and that is to keep Donald Trump from From ever being president again. Right. And they want to destroy him. And media is now saying that, you know, oh, the, these are federal, you know, the, he can, this is a huge crime if he's convicted of storing nuclear documents they, or what have you, you know. They, they, here's the thing, Glenn. They always go for the buzzwords. Mm-hmm. So they realized they had a problem. Merrick Garland wasn't going to say anything about this. All I can say is we're so blessed only by the grace of god is merrick garland not on the supreme court right can you imagine this pinhead on the supreme court but he ultimately had to come out and say something let's let me let's just play a little bit of what merrick garland had to say afternoon since i became attorney general i have made clear that the department of justice will speak through its court filings and its work just now The Justice Department has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal a search warrant and property receipt relating to a court-approved search that the FBI conducted earlier this week. That search was of premises located in Florida belonging to the former president. The department did not make any public statements on the day of the search. The former president publicly confirmed the search that evening, as is his right. So he makes us think, Glenn, if if the president hadn't made a public speech, yep. that nobody that this would have gone unnoticed. Who would have noticed? Yeah. So Those helicopters that were flying over taking the, the video. No. The, the 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 whole premise for what they have done here, and and here's the thing, Glenn. It's like you and I were talking about this thing about nuclear, the nuclear vessels, mm-hmm. the nuclear vessels. They think that if they can drop some buzzwords like nuclear, nuclear mm-hmm. codes, that all, the rest of us will say, oh, well, then it, it must be okay. Yeah. Must be okay. They must know what they're doing. Right. The whole thing, it, it's, I, I can't imagine. First of all, if you're Donald Trump and you had the nuclear codes, why would you leave them in a box in the basement in Mar-a-Lago? Okay. And secondly, if they were the nuclear codes, do you think they're still the same codes, or do you think maybe somebody changed them? Well, they've had to make them easier. If they've been, for, they had to make them easier for Joe Biden. Yeah, you know, it's just a bunch the, of ones and twos. Yeah, probably. it's all, it's all, it's five, 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 five. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's inconceivable, Glenn. And the other thing, I mean, there are just so many problems here. The yeah. the you know they they got the search warrant on Friday, and then they apparently had a nice beach weekend, and executed it on Monday. If, if the nuclear codes are sitting in a basement waiting for somebody to get in there, break them, and, and launch all our missiles, why didn't they run over there on Friday afternoon? I, I agree. And didn't the search warrant expire after two weeks? Yeah, Wasn't they had two weeks to do it. Yeah, they it? had yeah. two weeks to do it. Yeah. And Merrick Garland, we didn't get to it. Merrick Garland says it's got to be a narrowly tailored search warrant that's carefully crafted to get at the 
it's a search warrant that covers every presidential document from the day he took office yep. until the day he left office and any document stored in the proximity of those documents. Right. Uh, this is this is categorical insanity, Glenn. This is a continuation of Russiagate, the PP tapes, impeachment one, impeachment two, everything that they've tried to do. This is another chapter in the sec- the the secret state, the security state, the administrative state's efforts to destroy this man and make sure that he is never again president of the United States. Which is very sad because we've seen it over and over and over. They just keep going after this guy. Uh, it, what is he, Teflon Don? Is yeah. that what the uh, Don, who was that guy that... Uh, that Teflon Don? Yeah, Teflon Don. He was the uh, criminal. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the mafia guy. Yeah, the mafia guy. The but, mafia guy. I mean, he, he, he's he been the most investigated person in, in history that politically, and you would think that if he had done something wrong... They would have found something by now. You would think. You would think. You would I mean, think. <laughs> if it's possible to make a martyr of nearly religious proportion out of somebody worth several hundred million dollars at minimum, if not billions of dollars, the federal government has succeeded. Now, the progressive, the, the administrative state, the progressives, the left, the Democrats have succeeded in doing that to Donald yeah. Trump. Well, and there's people have chimed in on the PCRxcomputers.com. And uh, Don Bound has, has a question for you when we come back. All right. Sounds good, folks. It's Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Don't leave town. She sounds talk Saturday morning coffee the Reese Boyd radio hour on talk 94.5 hi everybody it's Reese Boyd your host for Saturday morning coffee here on talk 94.5 I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd attorneys at law you can tune in to talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday morning coffee but for all of your personal and business legal needs. I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you from business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be. Give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis and Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. School is back in session as our thanks to local school teachers were kicking off the school year with a giveaway. Hi, this is Stephanie Sisson with the Greg Sisson team, brokered by eXp Realty. We would like to donate 15 $100 gift cards to our local school teachers. We are so grateful for our teachers. They help to educate and shape our children with their caring way. The Greg Sisson team wants to show our thanks and we need your help. We want you to nominate your favorite Ori or Georgetown County teachers by following the Greg Sisson team Facebook page and commenting up to three of your favorite teachers on the giveaway post and sharing the post. The contest will end Monday August 22nd and we'll announce the winners on Tuesday August 23rd so remember go to our Facebook page that's where it all happens I'm Stephanie Sisson with the Greg Sisson team look for us on Facebook the Greg Sisson team Saturday morning coffee 
Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Little Hugh Masakela for you on your Saturday morning, grazing in the grass. Another wonderful That's human one, being that we missed. Three years ago, when you you know had this, when we started playing this, I fell in love with it. Isn't it great? Yeah, it really is. Just good stuff. I love to just sit and read and listen to a little Hugh Masakela in the background. Also love the memes that you guys send us. Got a great <laughs> meme from Jeff, the guitar builder, this morning. It says, stop arson. Ban semi-automatic matches, and it's got a lineup of uh, big lighters. <laughs> <It's really laughs> got to ban those semi-automatic matches, Jeff. Thanks for sharing. A lot of, <laughs> lot of great memes here on the PCRXcomputers.com text line that you guys send us. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, speaking of uh, the PCRX Mobile Outfitters text line, Glenn, I think you said somebody had a question. Yeah, Don Bowne. He, uh, he, he, this, is his, this is his question for you this morning, Reese. Uh, does Reese think Donald Trump should announce sooner or later? Well, I think if there was ever any doubt that Donald Trump was going to be a presidential candidate in 2024, Merrick Garland and Joe Biden have removed that doubt this yeah, week. I believe so. I mean, they have they have essentially thrown down the gauntlet. Mm -hmm. OK, so j think about this. If you're Donald Trump and you're home in Mar-a-Lago has just been raided by federal agents who you thought you had an agreement with who said, just put a just put another lock on the door. We'll be fine. And showed up a month later with 30 agents taking anything and everything in any way related to your presidency. By the way, Glenn, another point that we haven't talked about, if you go to the Bill Clinton library, what will you find? A bunch of documents. If you go to the Ronald Reagan library, great place to visit, by the way, Simi Valley, California, I think is where it is. What are you going to find? A whole bunch of documents. But did they get them from the National Archive, or did they take them when they left the Well, they didn't Atlanta? start at the National Archives. They didn't go say, hey, National Archives, can you give us some documents to put in the Reagan <laughs> Presidential Library? They, they reached an agreement. They said, okay, right. we're sending these documents to the National Archives. It's kind of, you know, this is a process that everybody who's an executive uh, goes through. I remember I was uh, legal counsel for Governor Campbell when Governor Campbell was governor of South Carolina. One of the very last things we did at the end of the administration was we went through the records. We literally went through people's offices and we said, okay, these records, for whatever reason, you're going to keep these records we're sending to archives. And, you know, so you make those decisions and there's, so you can go today to the South Carolina history archives, find a lot of records of the, of the Campbell administration. Governors do that. Presidents do that. But all those records either wind up at the archives or at their library. And archives is usually very easygoing about that distinction. But what's Don's question? Yeah, so Don's question is, yes, I think Trump is going to run. I thought that to begin with, but now I know that. What other choice does he do have? You, do you think he should announce before the November elections or after? I think he should just go ahead and lay it out. Yeah. I would I would use this opportunity to lay it out and say, look, I was kind of on the fence, but go, I'm Don. a candidate. There you go, Don. Folks, it's Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. We'll be right back after the news break with more, including a great interview with Van Hip. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Hi,
everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, you hear a lot in the news today about ESG. What exactly is ESG and why is it important for investors? Well, it stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. And you would think those were good things, but the way companies are using it today would probably stand against most of our clients and any moderate to conservative out there. Most companies seek to maximize value for shareholders, correct? Correct. And you need to make sure the companies you own do just that, because that is becoming a thing of the past. Folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services. If you'd like an x-ray of your portfolio, be in touch. Reach them anytime at 843-945-4480 or find them online at pilefinancialservices.com. It's Powell Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. This is WTKN Merle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach. All the Clemson Tigers action. Talk 94.5. Breaking news this hour at townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A group of four major media companies filed a motion this week to unseal all court documents related to the search warrant the FBI executed at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. The Washington Post, CNN, NBC News, and E.W. Scripps Company filed a motion in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida to ask for documents pertaining to the search warrant, including the search warrants themselves, the warrant application, all probable cause affidavits filed in support of the search warrant, and any motion to seal the warrant-related records, among other things. In the court filing, the department cited, quote, the public's clear and powerful interest in understanding the search. The media organizations argued that the public interest in having access to the records outweighs any interest in them remaining private. Bernie Bennett reporting. A Virginia man has been sentenced to nearly 12 years in federal prison in a bank robbery case that tested the constitutionality of a broad search warrants. At issue is the use of Google location history to identify people who were near the scene of a crime. The man's lawyers argued the use of a geofence warrant to identify people who were near the scene of the robbery violated their constitutional protection against unreasonable searches. Federal prosecutors argued the defendant had no reasonable expectation of privacy since he voluntarily opted in to Google's location history. Rhonda Rockster reporting. A vindication. That's how Republican Roy Moore of Alabama characterizes his win in a defamation lawsuit against a Democratic-aligned super PAC. The lawsuit dates all the way back to Moore's 2017 Senate bid and campaign ads that were run by the competition. A jury awarded Moore $8.2 million in damages Friday after finding a Democratic-aligned super PAC made false and defamatory statements with a TV ad during that U.S. Senate race in Alabama. Tasha Stevens reporting. More on these stories at townhall.com. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 
800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. The Executive Committee of the Southern Baptist Convention announced on Friday that several of the denomination's major entities are now under investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice. We get more details from correspondent Bill Alexander. The SBC statement gave few details about the investigation, but indicated it dealt with sexual abuse. The SBC, the largest Protestant denomination in the United States, has been plagued by problems related to clergy sex abuse in recent years. Individually and collectively, each SBC entity is resolved to fully and completely cooperate with the investigation, the statement said. Earlier this year, an SBC task force released a blistering 288-page report from an outside consultant. The seven-month independent investigation found disturbing details about how denominational leaders mishandled sex abuse claims and mistreated victims. I'm Bill Alexander in Washington. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. Best Buy, that's the nation's largest consumer electronics chain, is trimming jobs. It's all part of an effort to adjust to new changes in the way people are shopping as the coronavirus pandemic wanes. The Alliance Defending Freedom claims a major victory on behalf of religious freedom in America. The Christian legal firm had sued the Department of Agriculture because the Biden administration had threatened to take away children's lunches because they went to a Christian school. ADF said Grand Park Christian Academy in Tampa, Florida, was entitled to exemption from Title IX rules because of its religious beliefs, something not granted to charter or public schools. Under federal mandates of Title IX, the school would have had to have substituted gender identity for biological sex in any aspect of its activities, including bathroom and locker room use. Keith Peters reporting. More of these stories can be found at townhall.com. From Washington, I'm Bob Agnew. Broadcasting from the Tide Law Studios, this is Talk 94.5. Hi everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday Morning Coffee. But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you. From business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be, give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis and Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at Davis Boyd Law. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in our programming belong solely to the announcer and not necessarily to the host's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. Listen with caution. WTKN Talk 94.5. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. Ice is back with my brand new adventure. Something grabs an odor, me tightly, flowing like an awful. Daily and nightly, will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights, 
And I'll go to the extreme I'll rock a mic like a man Light up a stage and wax a jump Like a can-do dance Caress a speaker that booms I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom Deadly when I play a dope melody Anything less than the best It's a felony, love it to leave it You better gain weight Better hit fools out of Kid don't play If it was a problem I would solve it Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. You've made it to the bonus second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. I hope that second cup of coffee is treating you just as well as the first. I, I came prepared, Glenn. I, had, I knew it was going to be a long morning. I had two cups, so I literally am in the second cup this morning. Now, are you? Uh, what type of coffee are you drinking this morning? I'm drinking some fine One Nation coffee, some of the Reveille blend. Mm-hmm. And uh, good stuff. Speaking of One Nation Coffee, Glenn, let's keep it simple. I was going to do a trivia contest, but we've been so talkative here this morning. Let's skip that. Let's just say if you want some One Nation Coffee, I want to remind everybody we've been having some uh, coffee here on the show from One Nation Coffee. You can find them at onenationcoffee.com. Check them out. When you buy coffee at onenationcoffee.com, you also are supporting the One Nation Foundation which is a 501c3 that supports uh, veterans and first responders. So you're doing a great thing by supporting One Nation Coffee, but you're drinking, Glenn, some very good coffee. Yes, and I'm going to let you know I am down to the bottom of the barrel here on my uh, Mother of All Blends. The Mother of All Blends? Yes. We'll have to get you some more. uh, As you see, I'm holding this cup with two hands because I I don't have much left. Oh, man. The golden elixir is running out. I think we can take care of that. I think we can take care of that. So I'm drinking some of the Reveille. Blend, it is. it will definitely wake you up in the morning. It is good stuff. OneNationCoffee.com. And when you go to OneNationCoffee.com, use the promo code Saturday Morning Coffee. You get 10% off. I know. You have a promo we code. We got a promo code. Listen, use Nick it. don't have no promo code. So y'all are invited y'all. here to uh, check out some One Nation Coffee free freebie on the house. Send us a text. We'll take the uh, third texter on the on the Mobile Outfitters text line, just send us a text that says, uh, Reese, I want to try me some of that One Nation coffee. Send me a text. Let me know you want to try some One Nation coffee. We'll take the third texter. Uh, Jacob, you'll be in charge of writing that down. Uh, we'll be uh, ch- checking uh, the third texter who uh, wants some One Nation coffee. Send us a comment on the PCRX Mobile Outfitters text line, and we'll get you some of that One Nation coffee. And we'll throw in a Saturday morning coffee coffee mug to go with it. There you go. There you go. So good stuff here on Saturday morning coffee. Don't forget to check out OneNationCoffee.com. Order a lot, order often, and let them know you heard about it here on Saturday morning coffee. Thank you all so much. Also, I want to say one more thing, Glenn, about Don Bounds. Excellent question, right? Um, and we're going to get to Van. We've got Van Hip dialing in for an interview. We're going to get to Van in just a second. But I just want to say one more thing about um, got our first texter Willow looking for some coffee. That's uh, we've got number. our third. We've got oh, we've got our third. Yes. Oh, well, all right. Well, I'm James just gonna... from Myrtle Beach. Wow. All right. I'm just going to shut up then because you guys obviously <laughs> got a better text window than I. Well, got. we're actually uh, you're re- looking at the refreshing it. And you're looking at the re- yeah. yeah. All right. Well, sorry, Willow. My apologies. Yeah. Um, but Don raised an excellent question: Should Trump run? And if he's running, should he announce now or? later after the after the november you know elections. the gauntlet has been thrown the gauntlet has been thrown down okay what choice does trump have i mean and, and here's the thing folks many of us civil lawyers civil constitutional lawyers libertarian types conservative republicans we have 
been harboring these concerns. We talk about them all the time about where we are. There's a reason I get up here on Saturday mornings and say, look, we need limited government. Mm-hmm. We need lower taxes. I mean, do y'all really think 87,000 IRS agents are helping the situation? You what think we're going to be better off? Why aren't we getting 87,000 border agents? Yeah, how about 87,000 border guards? Yeah. I'd be all for yeah. I'm all in, dude. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. But do you really think our quality of life is going to increase with 87,000 more IRS agents out on the streets walking around? What do you think they're going to be doing all day? And, and so here's the thing. What we have, this, you know, occasionally in history you have clarifying events. They kind of blow the sand away. And you see things brought out into full relief, into the open. And we assume, Glenn, we always want to believe that we live in a free country. But what we realize is that the country is not nearly as free as we would like to think it is. Yeah. Okay? That's just the, that's the cold, hard truth. The one thing you can say about Saturday morning coffee is we dole it out straight. We, we, we light it up. We speak truth. Truth. Thank we you. We speak truth. Because there are the, people that, because of certain shows on this that you know they're like untruths or whatever and i i've asked people we you and i are very honest yeah we front. speak truth we yeah. so I, we try to be diplomatic about it yeah but we're at the end of the day we speak truth and so let's be honest we don't live in a free country because if the irs or not the irs if the fbi if the administrative security deep state but however you want it depends on how much tinfoil you like in your mm. ball cap um if the government can do this to donald trump Think about what they can do to you or right. me, Glenn. We're yeah. talking about a former president of the United States. We're talking about a constitutional crisis. And if they can do that to Trump. So what we have, we have a country that is much more like Venezuela than any of us would like to have assumed. I had, I've had struggles with this. I, I had concerns going back to the Patriot Act right after 9-11. Uh, the Patriot Act, frankly, has been misused. It's being misused. It, a lot of the events that happened after 9-11 have given rise to the security state as we now have it. We now have an administrative security state that is deeply entrenched and is way more powerful than any of us should be willing to tolerate. Right. I mean, let's just be real. And I, and I think most people cannot grasp how much better our lives would be if we didn't have that. So uh, we need a couple of things. We need members of Congress who are willing to exercise the nuclear option, which is to defund, use the purse string to defund the organs of the security state, whether that's the FBI, the CIA, whatever, those elements that have gotten out of hand. And we need a president with the stones the size of Trump to take these guys on. Yeah. But when he takes them on the next time, he's going to have to... He's going to have to really get out the jujitsu handles and whoop some ass. Yeah, but bulldoze through there. Yeah, and clear people out. And and I would say, and so to answer Don's question, yeah, I think Trump should run. I think I think they've given him no choice. His choice now is to either run for president, win, and defund these guys, or to leave the country to go fund to go find someplace safe to live. I mean, think about right. it. That's yeah. his choice. Yeah. And they have put him in that box. They being the Biden administration, the uh, Merrick Garland, the weaponized DOJ, and the FBI. They have put Donald J. Trump in that box. Mm. They've thrown down the gauntlet. So, all right, folks. Sorry. We got a lot more to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Right now, we're joined on the program by one of our very special guests, Van Hip. Van is the author of The New Terrorism. If you haven't read The New Terrorism, Check it out. Great book. Van's been on the show to talk about it. A lot of what I think just about everything Van wrote in that book has now come to pass. So it was very prophetic work. Uh, but nonetheless, Dan uh, Van is here uh, talking with us today about military preparedness and some of the things that we need to discuss. 
other than Mar-a-Lago because you've got an administration who's out poking fights with the Chinese Communist Party and and just we like to poke fights apparently these days. And so the rational question we should be asking is, are we ready for those fights? So Van joins us here on the show to give us some informed insight into that question. Van, good morning. Welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee. Reese, uh, good morning. Good to be with you. And let me tell you, I've got my coffee, uh, but even though I'm a good bit Irish, I'm not drinking Irish coffee. (laughs) And y'all might want to think about that for the future. Have an Irish coffee Saturday morning and see what kind of... See what kind of... What kind of interviews uh, you get and what kind of news you make? You know, Van, that's an excellent idea. We're (laughs) going to have to... Write that down. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and write that that down. I like that. I like that. So, Van, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I wish our military was doing better, but, you know, and I'm... uh, um, I enjoyed listening to y'all beforehand, and it reminded me of something Ronald Reagan said. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And I'm afraid we're beginning to see that right now as our freedoms erode. And we have uh, young people and who are not being educated in the schools and, and really yeah. lack an appreciation for what this country is all about and what their forefathers went through to give us the freedoms that we have today. Amen. Amen. We'll give you a ding for that. Am I wrong, Van? It seems as though this week has brought into clear focus for me, as it should, I think, for most people. We're not as free as we would like to think we are. Well, it's sad. Uh, and, and and now we wonder why we have such a tough time recruiting uh, the military. We need to protect what freedoms we have left. You know, people forget the reason we even have a federal government uh, is in why the states came together was to provide for the common defense of the people. Everything yeah. else is secondary. That's the primary purpose. And let me tell you, we got a ready, and, and the reason the military exists is to protect the American people. The Army's uh, own um, uh, a, a purpose, a mission statement for years and years has said, uh, has read to deploy, fight, and win our nation's wars. So it doesn't have anything to do with social engineering. Yeah. Social engineering should be nowhere in the military. The purpose of the military is to win wars and to, and, and to protect our people. And here's the problem, Race. Right now, today, our Army has been only able to recruit 40% of the force that we need for this year in terms of recruiting. That is a disaster. And when you can only recruit 40% of what you need in a given year, that has a major impact on readiness and a major impact on protecting this country. Yeah. And why, why – now, I'd read, Van, that they were lowering standards, mental – physical acuity, mental acuity, physical standards for admission because they were struggling to meet uh, recruiting targets. So is the 40% after we've lowered our standards, or is that the 40% factoring in that people that are signing up just don't meet the typical standards we used to apply? Well, it's a combination of things. First of all, you've got to look at that recruiting pool that we want to recruit from, the 18 to 24-year-olds. Only 25% are even eligible to join, and it's for two main reasons. They either can't pass the PT test, the, the physical fitness test, or they can't pass uh, the mental aptitude test. Yeah. I believe our, and, and that speaks to our entire educational system failing this country. And uh, very interesting, the Woodrow Wilson Foundation did a study, and, they, and the Woodrow Wilson Foundation is hardly a bastion of right-wing conservatism. No. Uh, they did a study, 41,000 Americans, Reese. They gave them the basic citizenship test. Only one state, 41,000. Only one state had over 50% of its people who could even pass the basic citizenship test. That's what we're dealing with right now. So only 25% of the pool you want to go after to recruit is even eligible. And of that number, only 9% say they would consider joining the military for a variety of reasons. A lot of it is because 
you know, the military, you know, they've seen what's happened in recent years. They've seen how we got out of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've seen a lot of the woke policies. It's a combination of things. So it's uh, we've got a real problem on our hands. Yeah, and it's almost as if you think about the things that are happening. Even the CDC is backing away from the the vaccines. And I know that's not what we call to talk about, but you've got the DOD still pursuing this, these vaccine mandates, Glenn, uh, Glenn, uh, Van, and you've got some of our most accomplished pilots, um, some of our most capable special forces units are now being eviscerated internally just because people don't want to take a stupid shot that, that even the CDC is now backtracking on. But yeah, the look, but the DOD seems just you know uh, ideologically welded to no. to to a pro vaccine stance. Well, you, you know it's 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 sad. A little common sense uh, would have, would have gone a, a long ways on this. And you know, I actually wrote an op-ed for Fox News at the beginning of February of uh, 2020, and I said, "Turn you know the capability that we have uh, uh, to to actually uh, combat pandemics." Uh, and, and, and and fight pandemics uh, is actually uh, in the in the military, not with the NIH, our, our military's uh, uh, Institute of Infectious Disease. Remember the movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman? Oh yeah, that was based on a real unit that the United States Army had. We could deploy anywhere in the world within 24 hours. We had a mobile what we call biosafety level four um, a containment facility that could contain the worst kind of of uh, disease and hemorrhagic fevers and nip it in the bud and keep it from coming to America. We had that unit from 1975 to 2010. You know who did away with it? President Barack Obama. Where's the media on that? Yeah. And, and we had that had we had that kind of unit still in place. Uh, and, and then so many other things that the military could have done. Military medicine's about saving lives um, today as, a, as, as opposed to uh, uh, engaging in never ending research projects. But, you know, what, they've got to use a little old-fashioned common sense to solve this recruiting problem. Yeah, a friend of mine, uh, and he had heard me on a on, on another station talking about this. He said, "Van, why don't we recruit the young people for our military, like college coaches recruit kids to play ball? They take them to the stadium. They see the athletic facilities. They see what the college has to offer, uh, the weight rooms, the training facilities. You you name it. Why don't we let these kids see tanks and planes and?" Talk to soldiers and understand what it really means to be a soldier. Instead, where you know, you know, we recruit like it's 1990 instead of 2022. Yeah. Well, you know, I was I was uh, fascinated to see this week, uh, Van. The Heritage Foundation released its 2022 index of U.S. military strength, and they take all the branches of the military and they wrote, rate them on uh, capacity, capability, and preparedness. So, you know, what is your structurally what's the capacity what are your what are what are the capabilities what can we do or not do and then finally readiness because you can have all the capacity and, and capability in the world but if you're not ready for a fight and it's going to take you two years to spool up you got a serious problem and on each one of those categories they they rated every service on a on a five point scale from very weak to very strong so very weak weak marginal strong very strong and across all the services on those three uh, benchmarks, there was only one very strong rating, and that was the readiness of the U.S. Army. But in terms of capacity and capability, 
uh, the Army rates uh, weak and marginal. So they're ready, but the, the capability is not is not so great for the Army. The only, the only service that looks really kind of halfway ready uh, to go to war is the nuclear arsenal, which is the one you least likely uh, you're, you're least likely to want to use. They note that we're not sufficiently testing uh, the nuclear arsenal. So in terms of readiness, they say the nuclear force is weak. But aside from the Marines, it's, it's kind of a dismal pitch, picture uh, Van, it's all it's it's exclusively weak and marginal ratings. No, you're right, Reese. And what really concerns me, what I'm most concerned with, after air, land, sea, and space, the fifth dimension of warfare is what I call cyber warfare. The fifth dimension of warfare, and we're particularly weak there. China is kicking our butt 24/7 and laughing at us. Um, I have said for some time, whoever wins the quantum race will win the cyber war. Yeah. And whoever wins the cyber war will have the upper hand. And the next major military conflict, China is, has been outspending us the last year to 30 to 1 in quantum. And 30 they to 1. They haven't sent any of their weapons over to Ukraine yet either, have they? Oh, they sure haven't, have and, they? And have we replaced those? And the readiness, uh, I think that comes into play, too. Uh, yeah. We left $80 billion in Afghanistan and then sent t- trillions, literally, to Ukraine. So, Van, we got to take a little commercial break. Uh, are you capable of sticking with us? You got ready, have you got readiness to stick with us for a few more I got minutes? Me. I'm going to get another cup of that coffee, but I'm going to stay away from Irish coffee. All right, okay. folks. <laughs> I'll get We're talking to Van Hip with American uh, Defense International. He's joining us here on the show to talk about military preparedness and military recruiting. We'll be right back after these words from our kind sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday morning coffee, and we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, we've seen a lot of volatility in the market over the last few months. A lot of shareholder value seems to have evaporated. How are you counseling your clients to deal with tough times in a very volatile market? As long as we continue to keep our process and our planning in place, that we know where we're going and we have shifted to a get paid while you wait scenario. We've increased the dividends and the interest to get paid while you wait, but be careful of order takers and advisors or so-called salesmen with licenses out there. Have a true advisor. Folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services. To get real advice from a real advisor, contact them online at pylefinancialservices.com or reach them anytime at 843-945-4480. Pyle Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. School is back in session as our thanks to local school teachers were kicking off the school year with a giveaway. Hi, this is Stephanie Sisson with the Greg Sisson team, brokered by eXp Realty. We would like to donate 15 $100 gift cards to our local school teachers. We are so grateful for our teachers. They help to educate and shape our children with their caring way. The Greg Sisson team wants to show our thanks and we need your help. We want you to nominate your favorite Ori or Georgetown County teachers by following the Greg Sisson team Facebook page and commenting up to three of your favorite teachers on the giveaway post and sharing the post. The contest will end Monday, August 22nd, and we'll announce the winners on Tuesday, August 23rd. So remember, go to our Facebook page. That's where it all happens. I'm Stephanie Sisson with the Greg Sisson team. Look for us on Facebook, the Greg Sisson team. 
Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Brian Sweeney of the Lake Agency SC, insurance experts here along the Grand Strand. Brian, there are a lot of folks in town who sell insurance. What separates the Lake Agency from everybody else? Well, I have over 40 years of experience in the insurance business and have associates in the New York office. And with these two offices, we cover most of the states on the East Coast. We offer auto, home, life, health, umbrella, wind and hail, personal articles, all kinds of insurance to meet all kinds of insurance needs. We would love to have the opportunity to take a look at your insurance programs to see if we can help you save money. Thank you, Brian. Folks, it's Brian Sweeney, the Lake Agency of South Carolina. For expert assistance with your insurance needs, contact them any time. Reach them online at the Lake Agency SCLLC.com or reach them at 855-525-3467. The Lake Agency, your choice for insurance experts here along the Grand Strand. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour joined here on the program this morning by van hip van is with american defense international a think tank in washington van's well versed written several books last book that van wrote was uh, the new terrorism van about everything you wrote in that book's come true i think it's kind of sad isn't it it, it's, it really it, it, it really, really is. is that's a whole nother show that we could do is go back and and uh, remind everybody the things that you wrote in the new terrorism and and reflect on just how the how badly things are going for us but we're talking this morning about military recruitment and i was i wanted to mention this to you man i was really concerned about uh the speaker of the house flying to taiwan sort of poking a finger in the eye of the chinese communist party not really i won't say for no reason but it's hard to really define a rational reason so it's somewhere between pointless and really hard to define an accurate mission statement for that trip somewhere on that spectrum but we're sort of snubbing our nose in, in the face of the Chinese Communist Party, a country that I don't think we're prepared to fight, frankly. Well, you know, but I will say this, Speaker Gingrich went in 1996. I'm, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one. I think once they made, you know, the statement that they did, uh, I'm glad she went because that would have shown further weakness had we not done it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, when President Trump was president, you didn't see this, these kinds of shenanigans. No. And, and, and what they respect, all the communists ever respect is strength. Yeah. Strength, American strength. And when you show weakness and, and, and indecision on the world stage, mm-hmm. you invite mischief. That's a fair point. Yeah, that's a good we point. We didn't have problems with, I mean, did you see uh, Putin going into Ukraine when Trump was president? I mm-hmm. mean, you know, it, it's always, and and uh, and also, um, I mean, I'm an old kind of a, I mean, I look at the foreign policy of Ronald Reagan and also Nixon. Uh, and, and, you know, you never commit uh, U.S. military forces unless you have a, uh, a, a national security interest of this country at uh, at stake. Number two, you have a clearly defined mission. Clear mission. And then I have the the third factor, the Van Hip factor. I, I add on top of it, and then you have an exit strategy. 
how you get out once the mission has been completed. And and I would add a third component uh, to that, Van, and I, I agree with all three of those. I would make it four point. The third point between your your number two and number three should be the Powell Doctrine. We only we go in with force that makes it absolutely clear that we're going to be successful. So yes, absolutely. it's a security interest. We have a clear mission. Uh, we have a clear exit strategy, and we go in with absolute force to make sure that we don't get our mm-hmm. rear ends kicked. Yep. And one thing too about the Quality Force Show, we talking about the Heritage Foundation earlier. Yep. They've got a great guy, uh, someone I have um, followed, uh, retired three-star general Tom Spohr over there. And he, he made a comment uh, last week or so that with this recruiting uh, shortfall and really readiness crisis we've got in the military, that he thinks that this is that we haven't had such a hard time recruiting since the end of the draft in 1973. Wow. Why that is important is this. I believe in an all-volunteer force. I want to keep an all-volunteer force because you get a better soldier, better a better um, uh, airman, a better sailor, a better Marine when you have people in there who want to, to serve their country, who want to protect our freedom. So I'm a big favorite. And you talk about the, you know, some of these uh, on these mental aptitude tests. The lowest category is what we call Cat 4s, Category 4. Mm-hmm. When Ronald Reagan became, pres- uh, became president, he inherited a similar situation with the, with the military, uh, and, 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 and they were taking Category 4s. When Reagan left office, we weren't taking any, in, any cata- Category 4s. Wow. He restored trust and faith and confidence and rebuilt our military. Today, they're taking Category 4s again. You know, there was, there was speculation, uh, Van, that the Top Gun revival would have led to a, another, you know, Top Gun, the original, led to a boom in Navy recruitment. Um, there was some speculation that I read that the, this movie might re- result in another boom in, in at least Navy or Air Force recruitment, but I, I haven't read any follow-up articles that say that's happening. So I don't know if the, uh, if the movie was quite as uh, motivating as the original. But how, how, do we make, how do we make recruiting more like college football, to your other, earlier point? How do, we, how do we fix this problem, Ben? It was a combination of things. But I think, I, I think number, number one, you do that. I think you invite them to military bases. I, I, I think you let young men and women um, uh, actually see the technology uh, that they would be trained on. I think you try to emphasize that. That, that we're also going to give you skills that you'll be able to uh, transfer to the civilian workforce. I would have a, a focus on cyber warfare and cyber warriors. A lot of these kids who are couch potatoes like to play computer games. Games fine. We're going to get your rear ends in shape, but guess what? We're going to teach you about cyber warfare. You're going to be able to take some of those same talents and abilities you've got now and help protect and defend this country, but also give you some cyber skills that you can also protect uh, our economy and the private sector as well. we got to think like that, yeah. maybe give incentives like that. Uh, I'm, I've also, in my book, I advocated academic scholarships uh, uh, to recruit young people uh, uh, for our military and all uh, 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 to, to go into cybersecurity arenas. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things we've got to do, and we've got to start, you know, go to where the young people are. Um, and uh, one thing I will, I will give the Army credit, one thing they have done in the last few weeks uh, is they have started a kind of a pre-basic uh, training program at Fort Jackson for the kids who can't make it through. And it's like a 90-day crash course, uh, and, and, and try to get them in shape, uh, try to get them some of the you know uh, crash course and academic skills that they need, so they can um, they can pass yeah. uh, 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 the, the PT tests and so forth and, and, and get through.
to basic training. Well, it is a shame, Van, as you well know, that the Army is having to educate recruits to make up for what the educational system in this country is not doing. It, but that's a much bigger problem. And it uh, we, something... but it showed. But you know what? The, I think to me, this is a wake up call. This this is proof to the American people of how bad our education system and bureaucracy has failed us as a nation, as a people. Mm. When 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 only twenty five percent of the kids can even pass the uh, the mental aptitude test to even be eligible to serve in our military. Yeah, that, that is truly phenomenal, truly phenomenal. Well, Van, we've got to uh, run. I appreciate your time here on Saturday Morning Coffee. It's always very insightful and very uh, informative to speak with you. And I would love to get you back on the program to let's talk about a sort of a wrap-up interview on the new terrorism and some other things that we a lot to talk about. So, listen, thanks for your time, and come back on Great the show anytime. Thanks for having me, Reese. Yes. Folks, it's uh, Van Hip with American Defense International. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That was Van Hip. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday morning coffee. But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you from business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be. Give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis and Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839- 9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, 8.35 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for, excuse me, 8.40 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on the big show. Folks, there was a couple of things that happened. There's so many things that happened this week that were just astonishing. But one of the one of the things that was astonishing uh, that happened, by the way, I want to thank Van Hip for joining us here on the show. 
But one of the things, a great interview, and we love to have Van on the show, so informative and, and so thoughtful about defense uh, issues. And, and we've got a serious problem with our readiness, folks. We're going to have to address it. But uh, want to switch gears. One of the things that really uh, caught my attention amongst all the chaos at Mar-a-Lago this week were a couple of comments that were made by the administration. The uh, president, of course, you probably have heard, took the took to the stage to uh, brag about zero percent inflation. As you all know, we're living in the midst of an inflationary crisis. Uh, the president this week took to the stage to say the following. Before I begin today, I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Here's what that means. Well, the price of some things go up, went up last month. The price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. But people are still hurting. But zero inflation last month. So zero inflation last month, folks. And literally, when I, I heard that, the first thing I had to do was kind of pick my jaw up off of the floor <laughs> and, and reinsert it into my into the cranial joints to get my jaw functioning again because it doesn't work very well when it's on the floor and and i thought well clearly biden it's just another senior moment biden's insane he's either he's either extremely stupid or he thinks we're extremely stupid i'm not sure which is worse but maybe it's just a a a biden moment maybe he really doesn't understand the concept of inflation well and don't forget the gas prices have dropped faster than any other time in history but he literally said zero percent glenn (laughs) and i I thought and and glenn that's like i mean first of all he's talking about the what he i don't think he understands it but i believe this is what i believe he was talking about the change of inflation from one month to the next and from june to july Inflation did not get any worse, but that's like being in an airplane, Glenn. Imagine you're in a plane, and the pilot walks back into the cabin and says, "Folks, we got engine trouble. Uh, we're losing altitude at three thousand feet per minute, and there's nothing we can do about it because our engines are failing. But don't worry about it. We're thirty thousand feet in the air. <laughs> you got ten minutes. So you got ten minutes to live. <laughs> so." It's like saying the, the and then, and so you, everybody's freaking out. You're all going to die. You got 10 minutes to live. And a few minutes later, okay, a few minutes later, the pilot walks back into the cabin and says, I want you guys, this is a great moment in, in the history of aviation. We're only losing altitude now at 2,900 feet per minute. That's what he's bra- that's what Joe Biden is bragging about. He is he has decreased the rate at which we are crashing from 3000 feet per minute to 2900 feet per minute metaphorically speaking. Right, right. He's decreased the rate at which we are headed for the mountain. That's what he's he's taken a victory lap on the fact that inflation is like instead of uh 8.6 it's 8.5 whatever the number is there's like a, a marginal decrease. Mm-hmm. So we're at 8.5% and not you know, the absolute historical worst in the history of mankind. But I want to remind you guys that when Joe Biden took office, inflation was less than 2%, where it had been for decades. Or not decades. Well, yeah, decades. I mean, it's insanity. And at first I thought, well, this is just another Joe Biden senior moment. But then I heard Kamala Harris uh, take to the stage and, and say this. This work will mean more jobs, more job security, and better pay. So the president and my vision for the future also means lowering costs for Americans. Today we learned 
that last month our economy had 0% inflation. In July, we saw a drop in gas prices and a range of other goods like clothing and airfares and household appliances, which means more money in the pockets of working families. So it is now, the president and the vice president have both said this, Glenn, it is now the official policy, apparently, of this administration that they have whipped administ- They have whipped inflation. Inflation is at 0%. They've both said it. They both said it this week, when in fact, inflation is at an historically high rate, over 8%. It, this is categorically insane, folks. You're, the, this administration is lying to you. They think you are stupid. I, I just I continue to see things coming out of the Beltway and out of the White House that just leave me. I don't even know what to say about it, which is why I'm happy to invite my next guest on the program, because frankly, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. I, I don't even know what to say when you've got a president and a vice president that are either that duplicitous, that deceitful, or either that stupid. I don't I don't even know what to say about it anymore. So thankfully, I've got E.J. Antoni on the line. E.J. is one of our resources with the Heritage Foundation. He is a research fellow in economics with the Center for Data Analysis, and he's going to help me unpack this, this inflation problem that Uncle Joe has apparently whipped, 0% inflation. I, I'm so excited. E.J., welcome to the program. Gentlemen, thank you for having me this morning. Yeah, it's. I mean, I need some help, EJ. I need somebody with a doctorate in uh, a PhD in economics to help me unpack. I'm obviously missing something. the The president tells me we've got zero percent inflation, so oppose, uh, ostensibly our economic woes are over. I mean, can you help me? Am, am I missing something? No, I, I think the only thing we're missing here is that this administration just loves to cherry pick data because there's not a lot of good news out there because their policies are terrible. So they can't give you a good overview of the economy. They have to pick individual datum points that try to make it appear as though they're experiencing some kind of success and that the middle class is somehow prospering. So let, let's actually like go into some of the numbers here, right? Well, let me, but before, before, you, before you dive into the data, let me ask one question, if I may. So maybe I'm overstating it, but when the president says 0% inflation in July, I mean, let's be very blunt about it. That's a lie, correct? Or, or how would you characterize it? No, you know what? I actually would not say that's a lie, because if you look at prices overall, they did not go up between June and July. But let's not forget that prices in June were literally at a record high. And they had never been higher than that ever before in the history of the country. So saying that, oh, well, there was zero inflation when prices were already at a brand new record high, I mean, that, that's pretty much damning with faint praise, if I may say so. But, but the fact is prices did not increase because gasoline prices and other energy prices fell off a cliff because no one could afford them and demand yeah. was collapsing. But year over year, year over year, prices are still up at least 7 8%, correct? That, that's exactly right. And that's why the administration is trying to be so careful in the way they word this, because you can, only, again, you can only take that one single data point for a single month instead of looking at, you know, 12 months worth of data. If you do that, if you look at a whole year, then it's clear that we have had rampant inflation, that the middle class is suffering. And so you can only look at a single month. But actually, let's look at that single month. You know, for the most part, what this administration has tried to do is say, oh, well, don't look at the whole, you know, the whole thing. Just look at core prices because that excludes food and energy and food and energy are volatile, et cetera. So let's look at core inflation. Why aren't they doing that? 
for the month of July, probably because core inflation took off like a rocket ship, just like it did in June, because these ridiculously high energy prices, which they have helped to push up over the last 18 months, are now trickling down into everything else. Mm. So the bottom line is, it's when people go to the grocery store, and, and, and I, I'm feeling it, I think we're all feeling it. It's not our imagination. They've, they've, they've made a hot mess of the economy, and it's, it's hurting us at home, correct? No, that, that, that's exactly right. And again, the only relief that consumers really saw last month was in gas prices. And why is that happening? Because people are literally driving less now than they did at the same time during the pandemic when we had mandatory lockdowns. And it was illegal for you, in some cases, to even leave your home. So that is how much gasoline demand has taken a hit in light of these extraordinarily high prices. Consumers are so strapped. Uh, Household debt has gone up over a trillion dollars. Credit card debt is at a record high. I mean, savings have just fallen off a cliff. They're down about 74 percent since Biden took office. I just can't emphasize to you guys enough how much the middle class is being crushed right now. Yeah. And this, uh, but, but we've got the Stop Inflation Act that's, that's going to curb inflation, I'm sure. I mean, you, you, you're optimistic about that, I'm certain. Uh, yeah, optimistic in the same sense that I'd be optimistic about the Titanic in the final <laughs> seconds. I mean, th- this is just, th- this, is, this is, in my opinion, the greatest example of deceptive marketing in the country today. If a private individual or a private business were to engage in that kind of duplicitous nomenclature, they would be taken to court and they would lose. Amen. You'd be arrested. Yeah, you'd be arrested nothing. for fraud. Exactly. This bill does absolutely nothing to fight inflation. In fact, it makes it worse. Yeah. It's going to increase energy prices, which, as we just said, that increases the price of everything else. It's going to directly increase drug prices, and it's going to raise taxes on the middle class. Yeah. EJ, listen, thanks for your uh, insights. EJ Antoni with the Heritage Foundation has been joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee this, this morning. Folks, if, if EJ, if folks want to follow you at Heritage or elsewhere, how can they do that? Uh, they can find me and a lot of our other great experts at heritage.org. Excellent. Folks, it's EJ Antoni with the Heritage Foundation. Thanks for joining us here on the show, EJ, and keep up the great work. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, sir. Take care. Folks, we are uh, got to run to take a small profit uh, center break with some of our kind sponsors here on Saturday Morning Coffee. But we'll be right back with the Parting Wisdom segment. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Where are you now when darkness is to end?
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee. Goodness, 8.55 on the sa- on Saturday Morning Coffee. You've made it to the parting wisdom segment of Saturday Morning Coffee. I want to thank all of you for tuning in this morning, joining us here on The Big Show. I want to congratulate James from Myrtle Beach, who is the winner of our One Nation Coffee. Uh, James will be dropping by the offices of Davis and Boyd to pick up his mug and his selection of excellent brews from One Nation Coffee. Again, encourage you guys to check out OneNationCoffee.com. Order as much as you will and use the Saturday morning coffee promotional code. You'll get a 10% discount, and uh, that'll make them happy as a show sponsor. want to share something with you all. I've had several conversations with listeners, with, with uh, legal clients lately that have just reminded me of the way things used to be. I know this is an old tripe that people of a certain age can fall into. We start to reflect on the things we've seen in our lifetime and how things used to be better. And I don't want to be one of those guys, but there's a lot that we're a lot that is slipping away in this country. One of our listeners, uh, Cal Harrelson, sent me this piece, which I uh, wanted. To, I set aside for the parting wisdom segment. He said, "We grew up in a time when we mowed lawns, pulled weeds, babysat, we helped neighbors with chores." To be able to earn our own money, what a concept! How many how many parents today force their kids to earn some money? Yeah, uh, and how many of you just write checks to your kids? If you're just writing checks to your kids, no no disrespect intended. You're part of the problem. Uh, we went outside to play kickball, football, basketball, fish, swim, ride bikes, frisbee, run with friends, and play hide and seek. We drank tap water. Imagine that. And we, from the hose. We drank tap water from the hose. Bottled water was unheard of. If we had a Coke, it was in a glass bottle. And we didn't break the bottle. When we finished it, we took it back and we got a nickel for right. it. We watched TV shows like The Jefferson's, Bonanza, Full House, the Different Strokes, Leave it to Beaver, Gilligan's Island, Bewitched, The Brady Bunch, I Dream of Genie. After school, we came home and did homework and chores before going outside to enjoy our freedom. We would, lo- we would ride our bikes for hours. We just had to tell our parents where we were going, who we were going with, and that we would be home by the time the streetlights came on. Yep. I mean, who remembers growing up in America when you could do that? Who, could, right. can, who can do that today? Nobody. If you, if you did that today with your kids, you'd be arrested. And, and it's, it's so funny, folks. We fight this battle in our house. Our kids are so drawn to these screens. We joked about TikTok earlier, but it's either some social media app or it's some video game. What happened to the thrill of getting outside, getting some fresh air, getting some vitamin D, getting some sunlight, and getting some exercise? How many couch potatoes uh, have we raised in, in, this, in this country? It was a time in America where you learned from your parents instead of disrespecting them and treated them as if they knew absolutely nothing. What they said was the law. You did not question it. In school, we said the Pledge of Allegiance— we stood for the national anthem, and we listened to our teachers. If we disrespected our teachers, we knew that when we got home, we'd get our rear end whipped. He concludes the piece with saying, I don't know how we can get back to that, but folks, we've got to figure out those things that we can hold on to and we can recapture. There's much that makes America great, but a lot of it is slipping away. We've got to try to hold on to what we can. Let me leave you folks with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, more important than ever. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. Stick around for some great Saturday programming on WTKN. We'll see you next week for more Saturday Morning Coffee. 
everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday Morning Coffee. But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you from business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be, give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis and Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.